Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash film daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Friday, October 4th, 2019. On today's episode, we're going to have a little bit of a debate. This is Slash Film Editor-in-Chief Peter Soretta, and joining me on today's podcast is Slash Film Managing Editor Jacob Hall. Hello, hello. And writer Chris Evangelista. Hello, folks. So there's a bit of news today that came out. I woke up and I looked at our Slack channel, our Slash Film staff Slack channel, and everybody was ganging up on all these, all this outrage over some quotes that Martin Scorsese said. And I was actually kind of shocked that everybody was ganging up on or was taking Scorsese's side here. So we decided to make a podcast out of this. So, uh, Jacob, why don't you uh, start us off and t- tell us uh, what was said? Yeah, uh the entire internet is talking right now because Martin Scorsese, we should say the legendary director Martin Scorsese, director of Taxi Driver, Mean Streets, Good so- Goodfellas, Casino, De- The Departed, upcoming The Irishman. He's doing press for The Irishman, of course, and speaking with Empire, he said the following uh, when asked about superhero movies. I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well made as they are, with actors doing the best they can under circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. So naturally, uh, okay, Peter, you you can sigh in a moment. Um, My job here is to be the impartial judge. I have an opinion on this, but you won't hear it during the entire podcast. 
Can we, can going, we get it at the end? At the very end, yes, I will share it. But I'm okay. not going to. I am going to be the impartial cosmic being over overlording this uh, podcast as Chris and Peter argue this out in a new great debate segment of Slash Film Daily. So the topic today that these two will be arguing, yes or no, is Martin Scorsese belittling superhero movies and those who make and enjoy them? There are four main rules going into this podcast, uh, gentlemen. One, only one person can speak at a time. Uh, when it's your turn to speak, you can speak as much as you want until I cut you off. You cannot interject when somebody else is speaking. You will have time to do that afterward. If you start interjecting uh, in somebody's, uh, when somebody else is speaking, I will cut you off and give the other person more time. Uh, number two, when the speaker is out of time, they must stop talking. I'll give you warnings, 30 seconds, then 10 seconds. So you can start wrapping up. But even if you're middle, middle of a sentence, when I say stop, you must stop. You're out of time. Uh, thir- number three, this one should be, um, should be uh, pretty obvious, but personal insults not allowed. Attack the <laughs> argument. But Chris, don't call Peter a, a doo-doo head. Peter, don't call Chris an idiot. Um, should be common sense, but we'll make it work. Damn it, Jacob. Number- you took out my whole argument. <laughs> and number four, we are all going to be friends when this is over. So even yeah. if this gets heated, bear in mind, uh, for those of you sitting at home, we work with each other every day. We have arguments and discussions all day, every day. So even if things get heated, when this is over, we're going to shake hands, go back to being, you know, colleagues and, and coworkers and, you know, shake it off because having disagreements like this is part of the fun of being movie fans. Yeah, this is so, all in fun. Yeah. So the basic structure of this, you have some opening statements. We each get one minute each to uh, sort of set the table. What was your reaction to this news? Uh, what's your overall opinion? Sort of get the, get the listener uh, and the person you're trying to convince, you know, situated for your upcoming arguments. And then there'll be four rounds of debate. Uh, each one will be introduced by either Peter or Chris, who get two minutes to talk about their topic. And the following person will get one minute to respond. Next topic will be two minutes, followed by one minute of response, and so on for four rounds. And then there'll be one minute of closing statements each, followed by uh, you, the listener, chiming in to email us, let us know on Twitter, who you agree with, who is right, you know, or are they both right? Like, I think it'd be a good fun twist if they both have something to say that's worthwhile. So, uh, Chris and Peter... Uh, are you both ready? I need to hear a yes from both of you to get this going. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that like the meet in the middle of the ring and like hit, uh, you know, with the, your uh, gloves, hit gloves kind of thing? Yeah, we're, we're tapping gloves. Or tapping. in BattleBots terms, you're pushing the big button on the side of the ring to say your robot's ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So opening statement time. Uh, you have one minute starting with Peter. And it'll be a, a brief break while I reset the timer for Chris. All right, so opening statements, uh, starting with Peter Serretta. You tell us your overall judgment on, on Martin Scorsese's quotes, starting in three, two, one. First of all, I love Martin Scorsese. It is his prerogative if he doesn't want to watch superhero films, if he does decides that he does not like superhero films. That is totally fine. I don't watch uh, the films from Tyler Perry. I don't typically watch sitcoms. I'm, I say I'm not a sitcom guy, uh, but... That said, I, I don't say that sitcoms are not cinema. Sitcoms are not television. Uh, you know, t- Tyler Perry does not make cinema. Like, I feel like that is a demeaning, dismissive comment. 30 uh, seconds. Th- the fact that he is saying that, like, these movies do not show human beings conveying emotional, psychological experiences shows to me that he does not have enough experience in this genre. He has not – I'm Sure. At its lowest point, theme park or, or movies are like theme park. Uh, comic book movies are like theme parks. They are like corporate machines and stuff like that. But at its best, they are cinema and they are art. All right, running just out of time. Uh, okay, uh, opening statement from Chris in three, two, one, go. Martin Scorsese is right. 
Oh, I'm supposed to say more. All right. Um, I, I don't think he's really belittling these films or even demeaning them. And uh, he even makes a point of pointing out that they can be well made and well acted. I think there's sort of a lost in translation thing going on here where Martin Scorsese is saying these films aren't his idea of cinema. He has a very specific idea of cinema. Uh, 30 you seconds. Could, you could argue that idea is narrow. Um, I don't agree with that, but the case can be made. I don't think he, I also don't think he's saying they're not exactly art. I'm saying he, he has an idea of what cinema should be, this sort of like spiritual, emotional thing, and he doesn't get that from these movies. And I don't think he's entirely wrong when he says that. All right. Perfect. Time just ran out. So moving on to round one, each of these will be introduced by a statement made by one of the debaters, followed by two minutes of them explaining it, followed by one minute of response. So round one will be Peter, and Peter's basic statement is, Scorsese is insulting to thousands of people who work to create this form of art, meaning superhero movies. Peter, you have two minutes, starting now. Now, I love theme parks, but I I do feel like his statement there is dismissive. It's not uh, – he does not – Martin Scorsese is not a theme park fanatic. Uh, he, he – there are thousands of people that come and make these films. James Gunn responded to this, and he was uh, upset uh, because he's a huge fan of Scorsese. And, like, you know, they put – he's put years of his life with thousands of crew members to put these films together. And, sure, there there's some films that are – corporate pieces of crap i i agree with that and i'm sure scorsese has seen a couple of the a bunch of those but there are films from like people like chris nolan there's films from james gunn there's uh i i think you see the last end game i think these are a piece of uh, there's character there's emotion there's an arc there these are cinema and if these aren't cinema then i really want to know what is because i don't know like i i in one minute it seems stupid to even like create this classification of cinema if if like he has a narrow view of what fits into what cinema is and what cinema isn't. Cinema to me is going into a movie theater and seeing a, a story play out on the big screen that you know en- envelops me, sucks me in, uh, has characters I care about, want to root for, and I emotionally get involved in. I you know I cry during these movies. I the, these movies can be great cinema. Uh, you know, seconds. many aren't. I'll, I'll I'll fully admit that. But I, I don't know. I think this is very dismissive. It, it's him judging. A whole genre based on a few movies he saw. I'm really, I really feel like that he is creating a worldview based on very little, and I don't think we should champion, uh, you know, a judgment based on like such a narrow point of view. All right, time is up, Chris. You have one minute to respond in three, two, one. Um, so first off, I want to preface this by saying I wish we had this entire interview because. This is one quote out of what is, uh, I understand, a very lengthy interview. And we don't even have the question that precedes this quote. So for all we know, <laughs> they could be, uh, this comes from um, uh, Empire Magazine. And for all we know, they could have been asking like about a very specific type of superhero movie. Like, I'm sure Martin Scorsese has seen Christopher Nolan's uh, superhero movies because him and Nolan are, are friends. And I think... He would hold those to a different um, classification than 
say something like Ant-Man. And um, again, I really don't think he's belittling these movies. Uh, if you go back, if you look at the quote that we have, 10 seconds, he, he literally says uh, they are well, they can be well made. And he even says the actors are doing the best they can under circumstances. Time um, is up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cut you off there, Chris. All right. Moving on to the next round. Chris, by by the way, he, he does not say they can be well made. Where does hey, he say hey, that? Hey. Where you're not, you're not. No, but he's making uh, a claim that is not there. Uh, honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well made as they are, uh, in the quote itself. Yeah, I don't think that's saying he's well made. I think he's saying as okay, well made as the. Save okay. it for your time. Okay. Save it for your time, Peter. Yeah. I, I'm going to overlord God to you here. Okay. Uh, round two. Uh, Chris, you guys be heard this one. Your opening statement. Scorsese isn't even saying superhero movies are bad. All right, I'm going to set the timer for two minutes. Wait, 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 before you go, can we continue this discussion under the premise that we are just like that we have the information of this quote? Because if if every single argument is like we don't know the context of this quote, then there's no argument. Well, I just brought that up once. No, 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 no. And I I think that is a fair argument, too. But I feel like to, to continue the discussion, we need to like go past that. Yes, I, I think I think Chris had a fair point there. Yeah. If you keep, if you, if you, but if you keep, keep bringing it up, I will bring the gavel down. Uh, is that fair? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Chris, you have two minutes. Uh, the reminder, uh, listener, Scorsese, uh, Scorsese isn't even saying super movies are bad. Two minutes starting now. Right. Again, as I, I've already said, he does say that quote as well made as they are, and he also says with actors doing the best they can in their circumstances. I don't think he's saying here. Every superhero movie ever is bad. He's saying they don't connect with him on this emotional, spiritual level. And I don't think he's unjustified in saying that. Um, Again, I think this all comes back to how Martin Scorsese interprets cinema. He's an old school guy. He comes from a different world. And I think he's sort of making a distinction here between cinema and, you know, movies. Movies are like junk food. Cinema is something like a a fancy meal in a high class restaurant. And I really think that's what's getting lost here. I don't think he's just throwing the entire genre under the bus. One minute. I think what he's saying here is they don't work for him. And I think it's worth acknowledging that at the start of this quote, he says, I tried. So he really did try and sit down and watch them and they weren't working for him. And you could argue, oh, he should have plowed through every single superhero movie ever made. But if they don't work for him, they don't work for him. All right. You still have 30 seconds left, Chris. You can call it there. Yes. All right. We're going to reset. Peter, you have one minute to respond starting in three, two, one go i think when he's saying that the actors are doing the best that they can he's basically insinuating that they're doing the best what they can with subpar material do you know what i mean like it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like he's saying good things about this it, it doesn't i don't know and I, i'm actually under the belief that he probably saw some superhero movies back in the day he saw daredevil he saw you know probably the first iron man uh like i i I don't need Martin Scorsese to see all the superhero films. Actually, it, it is completely fine. It is completely fine if Martin Scorsese does not like superhero films. And honestly, if he said in this interview, I don't like superhero f- films, it's not my thing, that is completely fine. The fact that he's saying that they're not cinema, that they can't have human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to one another, Ten human being, like that, that seems 
dismissive. Like, there's no way to read that and that not be dismissive. Okay. All right, moving on to round number three. Peter, you're opening this one. You have two minutes for this prompt. Scorsese's remarks come from a place of ignorance, not informed intelligence. Starting in three, two, one. Well, I think he even says it here that he he's only seen a, a few of them. So, like, I, I don't think he has seen enough to make an informed decision. But I, I would really be curious to hear what his his definition of cinema is. If his definition of cinema is human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being, I, I, I think there are a lot of superhero movies that fit that criteria. And I, I think even, Chris, even you who do not you're not the biggest fan of superhero cinema i think would agree that that criteria that statement right there is, is st- a stupid blank statement to put out there uh saying that superhero movies can't provide that because they can and they have and uh you know with some of the filmmakers that we mentioned earlier like it, it seems to me like this is a a point of view based on a narrow selection of films that he gave the chance to and uh one That's minute. fine. That's completely fine. Like I said, it, it's fine for Scorsese to not like something that I like, and you know I love Scorsese, and it's it's completely fine that he doesn't get superhero films. Uh, it's I don't know. I just don't think it's fine for him to say that they're not cinema. That's dismissive. He's he he's he's putting one category above another category, and that seems wrong. All right. Peter, do you want to uh, forfeit the rest of your time? Yes. Okay, moving on to Chris's response. Chris, you have one minute to respond to Peter, starting now. I think anyone saying that Martin Scorsese is, is like, ignorant is wrong, because Martin Scorsese is, is a... a, a a master of the craft. He knows so much about, he knows more about film than you or I, or pretty much anyone listening to this show will ever know. And do I think he didn't give these films a chance? Maybe. Do I think sometimes some superhero movies have the power seconds. <laughs> to be emotional? Sometimes I, I can name, like I can probably count on one hand, oh. the, the, the number of Marvel movies that I think actually convey emotional psychological experiences honestly and the rest are really surface level stuff so i don't really think he's wrong here and i'll stop there because i don't want to be cut off i don't like the cut off thing so i'm going to stop there (laughs) all right fair enough i will say that if you're counting on one hand marvel movies that have that kind of effect that is 25 percent of all marvel movies peter i'm going to do you oh, want no, me to no, speak no. here? Or... No. Peter shouldn't be speaking. He should, he should start speaking during his closing statements if he wants to. I didn't say I was going to use the whole hand. I said I could count on one hand. <laughs> All right. Round four is at one starting by Chris. Chris will have two minutes for this prompt. The comparison to theme park rides is actually apt. Starting in three, two, one. Right. So uh, he has a quote, you know, the quote where he compares them to theme park rides. And I don't think that's such a a wrong statement. Um, uh, Matt Zoller Zeitz has a has a a great Twitter thread about this where he says that Scorsese is basically saying these movies are primarily visceral experiences and feats of engineering. That's pretty much what he's saying here. And I don't think that's wrong. Like 
if you get on a roller coaster at a theme park, a roller coaster can make you laugh and it can make you cry and it can make you run through this whole gamut of emotions. But is that really the same thing as having this sort of shared human uh, um, like experience where one human, in this case being the director, is imparting this emotional experience on another human, that being the audience? I don't think that's the same thing. And I don't th- I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You can have a lot of fun on a roller coaster. One minute. But- but is that the same sort of emotional level as you get from watching something like The Age of Innocence, one of Martin Scorsese's most emotional movies? And it's not a gangster movie. It's not a violent movie, but it has this like heart-stopping emotion in it. I would say no, that's not the same experience as getting on a really thrilling Aerosmith's rock and roller coaster. It's, 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 they're, they're similar emotions, but they're not the same thing. 30 seconds. Oh, that's, Chris, that's it. That's, that's all okay. I got. Dodging the cutoff again. <laughs> okay. Uh, Peter, you have one minute to respond starting in three, two, one, go. I don't think Scorsese is talking about theme parks in a lovingly way. I do understand what he's trying to say, that they're a roller coaster ride. They are visceral. Uh, but I do think at its best, and I, I, I think this comes as a quote from someone who hasn't been to an amusement park in decades, because what Disney and Universal is creating in their theme parks with their rides and lands are these fully immersive storytelling experiences that, honestly, on some level, are sometimes better than film. Uh, like they, there are uh, 30 seconds. Oh, no, I, I, it, it feels to me that that is dismissive because like would he consider like if you're saying cinema is on one side and then movies are on the other. Where does Jaws? That's a blockbuster. That's Steven Spielberg. Does that fall into cinema? Or does that fall into movies? Like it just seems so such a weird, arbitrary line to draw. Ten seconds. And it's I don't know. It's dismissive in my mind. Okay, so we reached the end of this. You should now have one minute to uh, wrap up, give some closing statements, pile on your final uh, appeal to everybody listening. And Chris, we're going to let you go first. So uh, we get to go in three, two, one, go. I, I really like how just defeated both of us sound. This whole <laughs> argument has just, has just sapped us emotionally. <laughs> this is how I, w- I would sum things up here. Martin Scorsese, as I said, knows more about movies than pretty much anyone on the earth right now. And I think he's sort of earned the wiggle room here. You, uh, like, I think he's right in this statement, but I do think he's not 100% right. I'm going to say he's 98% right. Wow. And I'm, will, I'm willing to give him that 2% because I think he's earned it. I think this guy knows what he's talking about. And at the same time, Superhero movies have won. That's all we really get now. Do do we all have to agree that they're great? Like it's okay to just just have to seconds. say, you know, it's it's okay yeah. to say I don't like these movies. They're not for me. They're not what I consider art. That's not gonna if if they work for you, that's and great. Time's up. Okay. Uh, sorry about that, Chris. Uh, all right, Peter. Peter, uh, you're gonna close this out with one more minute of just closing thoughts uh, in three. Two, one, go. Chris, I'm going to concede to you on one point. Martin Scorsese probably is one of the smartest people alive in terms of film. And that is why the statement is is all the more baffling. Because 
this does not seem like an intelligently conveyed statement. Uh, and again, we don't know, you know, the question, the context, whatever. But it, like, he's really bad at explaining himself here, and this does not seem like something that that I would expect to come from Martin Scorsese. Uh, I think he is wrong. Thirty seconds. I, he's fine to not like superhero films, and I'm I'm totally okay with that. I, I think it's that's anybody's prerogative. But to say that they are not cinema, I think that there's no way to look at that from any angle and not say that that's dismissive. Um, I, I don't know. The, yeah, that that is the end of my statement. Okay. Well, that is the end of the great debate. Uh, we want to hear from the listeners on this one. Uh, even I think both sides were very well argued here. Like uh, I said, I have my opinion. I'll share it in a moment if, it, if you guys beg me enough. Yes. Uh, but I think that both of you guys argued very well. Uh, your, your side is the thing here. I think you, I'm going to give you both a round of applause. Here it is right here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank okay. you very much. Um, so uh, let us know on Twitter, like at me, at Jacobus Hall on Twitter. You know, respond to me. Let me know. And I'll, and, or at them on Twitter. Peter, what's the uh, show's email if they want to write in with their thoughts? Peter at SlashFilm.com. That's Peter at SlashFilm.com. Yeah, and we, we want to hear from you. Like, be respectful. Be, you know, be kind. But, you know, let us know who you think is right here. If um, Do you think somebody uh, had a better point to make? What points do we miss? You know, let us know. This is, I, what I like about this is that I think that so much of the conversation on the internet around this has become dunking on Scorsese, which is stupid because he's a master of his craft and we shouldn't be dunking on masters. Uh, but I think we actually breaking this down, having a conversation, end up having we end up having a pretty good conversation here as opposed to just like, you know, yelling about whether or not Scorsese is a hack or not, because we all know he's not a hack. It's crazy. Um, so my in my opinion, believe it or not, I actually fall maybe about halfway between you two. I think Scorsese's comments here are kind of elitist and annoying in how he presents them. But I also think he's a 76-year-old man who is, from, who is from a different generation of filmmakers, and he's earned the right to have his opinions and be cranky in, in any direction he wants. And I feel like if all of our favorite filmmakers came out with their opinions like this, like, I guarantee you Tarantino also doesn't care for superhero movies. but So, so I'm not going to immediately get angry at all my favorite artists for not liking things that I like. But at the same time, I do think that Scorsese's quote is a little bit, a little high and mighty. But at the same time, I, I, I can't get worked up about it. I don't have that energy. So that's where I fall. Well, I, w- I wish I was you, Jacob. But, because I feel like, it, 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 to me, again, I want to reiterate, this isn't about me being upset with him not having my same opinion. I'm totally fine with someone like Martin Scorsese not liking superhero films or Quentin Tarantino not liking superhero films. But the the next sentence that followed, I think, is what rubbed me the wrong way. What would what would be the solution, Peter, do you think? Like if Martin Scorsese was listening right now and let's just pretend he is, because I would love to <laughs> pretend that, what would you like what would your advice be to him like what superhero movie should he watch to maybe change his opinion on this? Like, do you have like one in mind that you think would actually do that? I mean, I think the dark Knight probably is one of the highest that you could possibly see in that, that value. Would you agree? I would, but what about, let's just like say that he's talking strictly about like Marvel movies here, because I don't know. That's how I, really think he's looking at this through like like marvel only just because i feel like the dark knight isn't sort of like part of that marvel world where it's it wasn't really building a cinematic universe it wasn't it wasn't part of this trend that we're in now so if if it's like a marvel movie like is there one that springs to mind see this is a tough question i'd say endgame but that doesn't make any that's no value to someone that who hasn't seen 
you know, at least five of the movies that came before it. Right. Exactly. And I think that's sort of like a flaw in these films. Yeah. Like you can't like Endgame is a, is very entertaining. I liked Endgame. I gave it a good review. But is that movie really about anything other than like wrapping up all this stuff that's come before? I don't I don't think it is like for my part, I would say Martin Scorsese should watch Guardians of the Galaxy oh. and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, because that to me are the two most genuinely emotional Marvel movies, especially part two, but you can't watch part two without part one. So Marty, my good friend, <laughs> go, go, go to Redbox, get yourself Guardians Volume 1 and 2, and maybe you'll maybe your opinion will change. No, I, I think Guardians 1 and 2 are definitely a example of against what he's claiming superhero movies can't be. Um, and I would love to see – I'd love to be in that screening room watching Martin Scorsese watch the Guardians movies. Yeah. Let's let's make that happen. Marty, I know you're listening. Invite us over to your personal screening room. We're all going to watch the Guardians movies together, and then we're going we're gonna to quiz you on what you thought. Yeah, let's wrap up there with the image of Martin Scorsese sitting in his private screening room watching a talking raccoon in a tree <laughs> by aliens. Uh, Peter, do you want to wrap us up here? Uh, sure. Uh, you can find more of all of our work at SlashFilm.com. You can find this podcast, SlashFilm Daily, posted every weekday on iTunes, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Uh, we're going to try to do a Joker spoiler edition on Monday. So uh, hopefully – Jacob, you haven't seen the movie yet, have you? I have 70 millimeter tickets for Saturday. Awesome. So we're going to have that discussion. Look forward to that for Monday. Uh, please feel, feel free to send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at peter at slashfilm.com. And rate and read this podcast on iTunes. Tell your friends. Spread the word. And we'll see you on Monday.